it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 748 for October 25th, 2022, unless you're in Australia when it's actually October 26th. I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Darcy Hegarty, who is in Australia. Darcy is a fellow screencaster working for Don McAllister's Screencast Online. Now, as a screencaster myself, I am Well, I'm critical of everybody, but I'm very critical of other screencasters. I'm always on the lookout for a mistake in the video or a bumbled word in the audio. Or if a screencast doesn't have a crisp, focused story to tell, I silently judge them. But when I watched Darcy's screencast about Raycast, when I wanted to learn how to use Raycast... I had to publicly praise his skill in the Screencast Online Slack community. And we got to chatting, and I found out that he has a far different process for creating his screencasts than I do. And it sounds like he might have an easier way to do great screencasts. So I asked him on the show so he can teach me how he does it. And then you guys all, or you people, you folks, all get to learn along with me. With that long introduction, welcome to the show, Darcy. Hi, Alison. Thank you for having me. How are you going? Uh, I'm go- I'm doing well. Darcy's in Australia, which is why I made that little joke at the beginning. We were talking about time zones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it seems to have matched up pretty well, you know, 3 p.m. for you, 9 a.m. for me. It's not horrible. That's pretty civilized, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all working. I like it. I like it. So uh, why don't you start by giving us a little bit of your background? Because you didn't, you haven't been screencasting for 12 years or anything. You've sort of gotten into that. No, no. Only only since January this year. So um, yeah, I mean, I uh, was poached uh, by by Don uh, while working for Apple. So Apple have little benefit uh, processes where uh, companies like Screencast can sort of sign up and give you like you know, limited access to products and and things of that nature, which I I had signed up for. So I'd been working for Apple for probably about uh, eight years um, as an Apple genius and as a lead genius. Uh, So I started in in Melbourne in about 2013. Uh, But after about sort of four or five years, I actually moved over to Canada to live in Vancouver for two years. Oh. and uh, so, yeah, I spent a bit of time in, in North America, sort of traveling around there. And then uh, when my visa finished there, I ended up moving over to um, over to the UK, over to London for another two years uh, working with Apple. So it's been a bit of a, <laughs> a long, long journey. Yeah. Well, traveler with that. So did you meet Don when you were in the UK? I mean, I know he's not in London. Uh, no, so I've, but- I've, I've never had a face-to-face uh, with Don, but... Um, you know, with uh, COVID happening, sort of my my visa was extended out, you know, while I was staying in the UK. So I ended up being there for about four years instead of two years. But um, sort of in the, between that third and, and fourth year, I uh, Don had just reached out to a few people who had activated their memberships. Um, and you were working for Apple and Apple has a benefit where you can through them sign up for a membership like with screencast online uh yeah i mean it's like uh companies like screencast sort of put their their product forward in sort of like a pool um so it's not it's not really like uh apple driven oh um, i see it's what more like for other companies that sort of want their products like experienced and 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 that sort of thing oh that's um, uh that's genius if i can reuse a word for, for don <laughs> yeah, to have done that with screencast good. online uh, okay so yeah don don uh sort of reached out to me through through that avenue and we sort of got talking 
uh, a little bit, you know, definitely moving into uh, like video editing and freelancing was something that I was interested in doing. So, um, you know, he, he sort of put, put me in contact with JF uh, uh, from that point and, and sort of away it went. For the audience, uh, J.F. Brissett is, uh, well, I don't know what his official title is. He's the editor I go through. He's uh, my main focal yeah, point. Yeah, lead editor. Great maybe. guy. Yeah, great, <laughs> all-around swell person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of the nicest people in the world. I, you couldn't ask for anything more, honestly. Right, right. So you already had an interest in technology and Apple products at that at the time, obviously, when you were. Oh, yeah, I love tech. And and even though I'm not working for uh, Apple anymore, you know, Apple Apple products are still something that I, um, you know, ha- have a, a huge fondness for and a huge passion uh, in spite of the growing opinion that, uh, you know, things are getting a little bit boring in tech at the moment. Um, <laughs> I, heard, I heard some people talking about that on Daily Tech News Show, and I just thought that was funny. I, th- I think it's just that so many people use Apple products. It's not yeah. just the crazy aficionados like you and I, or like you and me. So it, you're not the people who are, you know, blah, when new stuff yeah. comes out, you've also got all the people who go, oh, good, a new phone, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of that thing of like these amazing devices come out, but they're also so common that it kind of takes the edge off like the incredible advancements that happen because so many people have it. It just becomes so, well, yeah, com- commonplace, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, now Screencast Online for people who aren't members, and this is not an ad for Screencast Online. This really is Allison wants to learn Darcy's process. Um, but just to let the audience know, if they aren't members, there are full-length uh, videos that are 30, 40 minutes long, but there's also t- weekly tip videos, which are more in the 5 to 10 minute long uh, frame. Did you jump right in, never having done a screencast before, and just hit record and did a 40-minute video, or where did you start? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no. So I was definitely starting off on the uh, the shorter the the tip tip videos, um, and uh, the way it sort of the process worked of of getting into uh, screencast for me anyway was uh, you know when I was partnered with uh, with JF, uh, he sort of got me to do just like a a one minute uh, like demo video for two or three different apps. Um, and so I sort of I think I did uh, Gemini. Uh, from MacPore and another one called Stowcard, uh, which sort of it takes um, it takes like rewards cards, for instance, uh, with like shopping outlets. Oh, and if they don't have a digital version, it creates a digital version and a barcode that you can add to Apple Wallet. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you just scan that instead of scanning the physical card. And that's like if they don't already have like an, an Apple wallet version of their rewards card. Okay. Um, I, I do remember doing something like that with my gym membership card. Yeah. Back yeah. when I used to go to the gym before COVID. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I sent those uh, off to uh, JF and, and he really liked them. Um, and he sort of got me to finesse the Gemini video, which actually became my first tip video. Um, a bit more. So we sort of, with that first video, we started expanding on a little bit more and and that, that process was a little bit more, um, in partnership with JF, sort of just trying to get your training wheels, what they're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, And then by the time I actually ended up recording the video, uh, because I was moving, uh, from London to, uh, 
back to Australia during during this process. Um, but I was staying for a month in Singapore uh, in, in, in between. Uh, and so I was kind of almost on the road <laughs> trying oh, wow. to put this video together. So you're carrying all your recording right, gear? Trying to get everything organized. Sorry? Yeah. So you're creating your, your, we're dragging your recording gear with you, your audio equipment? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fortunately, all I really needed was the microphone and my iPad, my iPhone. And um, from memory, I think I I might have like uh, temporary, temporarily purchased a Mac. Um, Wait, you weren't, <laughs> you know, you weren't doing the Singapore screencasts using your Mac? You were using your iPad? Oh no no no! The iPad was uh, just for the demonstration. So I was I was doing the screen capture using a Mac, but I needed oh. to. Yeah, I was okay. sort of between Macs at that time as well. So I had to do a cheeky buy and return uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the Apple Store in Singapore to get it organized. One of the hardest parts of doing anything in media is getting your audio uh, to be acceptable and to you know to the highest level that you can. And I'm for to the audience. I'm looking at at Darcy right now, and he is in a hardwood floor room with <laughs> with hard walls behind him, with no window, no treatments whatsoever to that. There's a bed sort of off to one side, and yet I don't hear any echo at all. That your audio sounds like you're in a sound booth. How are you doing that? Oh wow. Uh, well, I this this entire podcast is just going to be a praise session for JF because <laughs> the man. The man knows everything. And um, I mean, for, oh, it's been such a journey trying to get the audio because that's not my background, like getting audio going and, and certainly not initially like understanding, you know, uh, all the different things that go into making uh, audio sound really good. Um, so between JF and I, we've gone through, because I, I use Logic uh, and um, a Blue microphone. So we've gone through like the application for Blue to get the levels right with what's coming in to make sure that a lot of the background noise is removed. Um, this is not normally how I uh, record my um, screencast either. So I actually have a very makeshift, uh, like a clothes source surrounded in clothes. With oh, the blanket okay. on the ground to prevent the hardwood floor from echoing and vibrating upwards. And I slot the microphone Indeed. in there so oh, that wow. it's entirely enclosed in this, this very, very makeshift uh, environment. Uh, and that's I hooked up to, to my iMac. I should send you. I don't think you can see it. It's behind this uh, this chair behind me. Somebody gave me a, uh, a semicircular sound booth that you set on the desk, and it's all mm. foam on the inside. But I've never been able to figure out how to use it and still be able to see my screen because it stands like oh, like well, it's maybe right under my eye level, and I've got to, <laughs> and I'd have to pull the microphone down over the top. I think it's for. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how anybody uses it if they have to be able to see what they're doing. If they're doing it all from yeah. memory, it would work. But I don't do anything from memory. Nothing at all. <laughs> it's all it's all being read in my case. Well, no, I, I shouldn't you. say so that you... screencasting I am, but I have to see the screen. Yeah, exactly. I've been thinking about investing in something like that because at the moment it, it very much is pulling all the clothes out of my um <laughs> out of my closet and setting everything up. And it's don't get me wrong, it works, but it is a bit of an involved uh, process. Just getting everything just right and just I'm going to need to see a picture of this. Is this just piles of laundry <laughs> oh, yeah, in a semicircle? <laughs> yeah, you can post that up. 
Okay, so that that was a a side lobe into audio, and and we should mention the reason Jeff know, JF knows all of this is that he is a professional musician as well, and has worked mm. on Cirque du Soleil in Vegas, and uh, yeah, he he really does know his stuff. He has helped me a lot. Didn't get training wheels. I was already on a two wheeler when we started, but he kept <laughs> nice. he kept his hand on the back of the bike and and pushed me in the right direction. I think I'd say. So. When you did the, talk through how you did your first uh, your f- first video, and then then we can maybe back into how you've changed the process because I think that change is the magic sauce that I want to learn because I think I'm doing it the way you did your first uh, first view. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I guess so. Definitely thinking between the first one and the second one, like that first one with so much involvement from JF, it was a lot of sort of. Um, I guess focusing on uh, a bit of the technical stuff and a bit of what they're looking for. So in, when, in terms of writing it, it was this sort of back and forward process of me like writing out some stuff, but we would have a conversation and I would sort of be flowing in and out and, and to the point of training wheels, not really having that individualized process or the, the what comes naturally to me. Not that it was jarring in any way, but it was just you know, almost a partnership in that video. Um, uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I would write some stuff, I would send it off, you know, JF would would sort of talk about how things were captured and, and you know, th- I guess there were considerably more steps in, in that first video. Um, but I guess to talk about uh, how it's sort of evolved uh, from then, once I'm sort of on my own, um, I mean, the big the big thing for me, I guess, is a lot of focus goes into the actual writing, you know, of the application, um, of the of the screencast. If I if I can't start off with a real, you know, purpose behind the app, I find it really difficult to to actually extrapolate out from there and, and create a video. If you for anyone who does watch my videos, all of them start with. Basically, uh, what does this app do? Uh, I'm, I'm grinning while while you're saying that because I have a tagline, which is, what problem are you trying to solve? And I've used exactly. it throughout my career because it's I've run into so many people who try to present a solution and they haven't described their problem yet. They're telling me how they're exactly. going to fix it, but they're not telling me what's actually broken or what is the problem there. What is the, what is the problem they're trying to solve? And I, I do that too in my videos. And I sometimes wonder if I spend too much time on that, but I basically want to give the person motivation to listen to the next thing I'm going to say. Mm. If I can't, if I can't explain to you why this tool is going to be necessary, if I just jump into using it, you're like, well, d- is this for me? I don't know. Is this yeah. going to be something that like I how do? far am I going to get into this video before I realize that it's not for me or that I just get bored and, and not, not continue because I don't know where we're going with it. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, I hate videos that take too long to get to the point and get started. Mm. So I'm not sure I would like my own videos, but I, I feel like that is an important <laughs> piece. In in our case, we're teaching something, right? We're not yes. we're not doing an unboxing video. We're we're teaching. We're trying to say, here's the product, here's what it does, what what kind of problems it solved. Now let me show you how to use it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And and I think when you compare that directly with say a maybe a YouTube help video. Mm-hmm. With that, somebody has very intentionally directly looked for, you know, the problem that you're solving in your video. You almost can negate the uh, the actual introduction or the explanation as to why somebody has 
looked for and found your video on how to solve XYZ. But with our videos, you know, we were engaging directly with an audience and we're trying to bring them along on the journey of, of whatever it is that we're trying to explain. I'm so glad you described it that way because I have felt guilty and, and, and conflicted about the fact that I do these long explanations. And yet when I'm looking for a YouTube video and I have typed in how to uh, run migration assistant between two synologies, I don't want to hear all the reasons why you'd want to do that because I already want to Yeah, me do neither. That. Me neither. And it can yeah. be so frustrating when you're sitting there and it's just like, actually, I know. I know, I know, I know. How do I fix it? <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Skip yeah. forward two minutes of this uh, incredibly long 10-minute video on how to solve it. Just get to the point. And the same thing with web pages that go through, like, why you would want to fix Spotlight Search. No, yeah, Spotlight article. Search is already yeah. broken. I want to see if you've got any solutions I don't already yeah. know. Let me yeah. just scroll past yeah. all that nonsense. Okay. I am yeah, no it's longer like I'm feel not looking then. to learn about the fact that Spotlight Search can break. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get that part. <laughs> I know how to I know how to get it. Um okay, that that's I'm really glad we had that discussion. That was therapy for me, if nothing else. <laughs> so you talk about writing. Do you spend a lot of time studying the app ahead of time? Or do you just poke buttons on the screen? Uh, yeah, I mean, half and half. I one of the great things about screencasts is that I've been able to do uh, videos and applications that I um already use. So for instance, i'm I'm writing one on Scrivener uh, at the moment, which is an app for um, for novelists or for uh, screenwriters to create their work and to add research and and a lot of that sort of stuff. And because that's the app that I write on for my screencasting already. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it makes it so much easier, you know, in that way to, uh, I already know a lot about the application. It's really just doing a bit of a research to, find unique things that I haven't discovered yet, see how that can fit into the story. Those um, are my favorite ones to do, the ones where I know a lot, but when mm. I have to do a screencast, then I end up really learning the tool yeah. and, and getting to, because you have to poke every button, you have to look at every menu, you have to make sure there's not some yeah. huge thing you just never learned to do because it didn't fit what you were trying to trying to do or you just missed it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and it helps. It helps with an in, an inherent interest in the app anyway, because you're directly benefiting from whatever it is that you're you're learning when you're yeah. when you're trying to uncover those new things. Um, but with the Raycast video, which is the uh, I think it ended up being about thirty minutes, um, that was an application that I had not uh, used ever. Oh. Um, I just saw it was posted up on the. Um, the show suggestions for screencast. Mm -hmm. And I said, yep, uh, I'll take it. And Jeff said, you know, make it a long video. Okay. And then that just opened up the Pandora's box of who like, okay, I'm going deep now into this app. Like there are so many different functions. There are so many different uh, ways that Raycast can be used and different ways that people can benefit from it. Uh, and of course, you know, I spent a lot of time using it sort of while writing the video, but um, that process was a lot more involved and a lot more uh, discovery happened in that one that then had to translate into a story. Whereas with Scrivener at the moment, I sort of already have an idea of what the story is. Mm -hmm. but with Raycast, it was like, okay, yeah, how am I going to actually thread all of this into 
something comprehensive and cohesive that people can follow along and feel like they're actually, you know, understanding and getting it. I, I, I had so many thoughts on that. Uh, the first one is the reason I found your video, I don't actually watch all of the Screencast Online videos, but the reason I found yours was because I was thinking of doing one on Raycast because I was just starting to learn it. And the first thing I do is make sure nobody else already did it before I waste yeah. my time. And I found yours and I watched it and I learned so much about how it, it worked. But the problem with a tool like Raycast is you could make 12 30 minute videos out of that. I mean, oh, those yeah. are, it is so deep and you have to, it's actually sometimes harder to do those kinds of apps because you have to figure out, okay, where do I scope the story? Where am I going to, where am I going to draw the line that I'm not going to go any deeper into this and I'm just going to wave my hand at a whole section because you don't mm. want a hand wave because maybe somebody really wanted to know that piece, but you've got to yeah. draw that line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, as hard as it is, as, as much stuff as you ultimately end up missing out. I think that if you can leave somebody, uh, maybe they didn't, maybe you didn't go deep enough on what they wanted to know, but maybe you've been able to hook them in with, you know, other ways that the app can be used that, that mm -hmm. can sort of enable them to go out and find out a little bit more themselves about what it, what it was. So, for instance, if you're just skipping over a lot of different things, somebody might disengage with the app and they might sort of say, well, you know, this isn't really for me. But I feel like I keep using the word story. If you can make a bit of a story and a flow out of what it is, I mean, my hope is that the people watching get engaged enough that they feel like they can at least get an understanding of it and go a bit further if that's what they want to do. Right. I I know exactly what you're talking about trying to trying to draw that line and saying okay if this is the if this is the application you want you're going to need to go in you're going to need to figure that piece out on your own. I mm. like that you talk about telling a story too because I think that's part of what makes your screencast so good and something I try really hard to do which is to have that a plot. Yeah, why do I care? What am I going to do with it? What are the top mm. level features? What are, what are some use cases for it? And then uh, here's a, the the frills around the edge. Like, by the way, the preferences are pretty cool and you want to go in and take a look at those. I've seen screencasts yeah. where somebody starts in the preferences. And there are apps <laughs> where you have to do that. I did Bartender. And if you don't go to the preferences, there's nothing to do at all. You have to start in preferences. Yeah. <laughs> but in general, that's kind of the the last place you want to, I like to go is to say, okay, now to mm. tailor things to what you need. But you do need that plot. You need a, 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 a tight story, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and if... If not for uh, people watching for your own sake as the person creating it as well, I mean, I people are, are very different, I suppose, but the way I enjoy to make the screencast, which I think shows on screen, is through developing that story and developing that, that motivation and creating that... Uh, that that journey from one feature to another really helps people understand how everything is connected to itself mm -hmm. um, rather than, well, as you said, with the preferences plane, yeah, like you could just go and, and shoot off all of those, all of that information, that raw data, you could very easily capture that and put that on a video. Um, but that's different to understanding something you could read a maths book but if someone sort of set you down and sort of explained out why these equations work 
what are they for? How can they be applied? You know, things things get lodged in the memory a lot better that way. Um, I also learned through different uh, 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 programs that I did through Apple, a bit of the psychology around how adults learn compared to children. Hmm. So compared, like with children, children absorb information very easily. That doesn't always have to be a, a why or a bigger motivation, but when people become adults, they generally tend to uh, thrive better when they know why they are doing what they are doing. Maybe that's because kids don't have any context yet to tell yeah. why they would care. So you can't you can't really put it in a frame they can. I mean, maybe you can say, okay, this is like Minecraft, and then they're going to pay attention. <laughs> but, so, oh, okay, yeah, nice. <laughs> but beyond that, there, there's nothing to work with there. Um, so you talk a lot about writing and you're saying you use Scrivener. Are you literally writing out word for word what you're going to say? I actually am for these videos quite a lot of the time, um, which I know is a bit different because I do, like you, I don't watch every every video on screencast, but I do notice um, just from viewing them, there's a bit of a different, uh, more free-flowing style, I think, from a lot of the other pre presenters where... Uh, it's almost, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like a lot of them are sort of going live, starting the recording, and then just going through the the bullet points. And this is not a negative criticism either. Like, I think I actually wish that I could just get on and just free flow it and just trust in it and just go through, you know, the different points and, and things like that. Because I think that, that those kinds of videos... Um, I, I do enjoy the tone of those ones, but for me, uh, I I take a very intentional, very almost prescribed <laughs> a, approach to to writing everything out, how I'm going to say it, um, and uh, and and yeah, just there just seems to be a lot of control around how my videos are produced. So you may not know this, but my uh, podcast, the NoSellicast that I create, is 100% scripted. Oh, okay. So what I get out of that is, like if I'm studying a tool, I want to do a review of something, I can't possibly remember everything I want to say about the tool. So I take yeah. notes, but those notes are, I started writing them out, and then I thought, okay, well, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't read it. I should do it as bullet points. And then I realized what I was doing was I, I was taking fully written sentences and spending energy turning them into bullet points. And I thought, wait a minute, mm. I could publish these as blog posts, and then people who don't want to listen could read and get the content. They can have pictures, and they have yeah. links and everything. And so I do it all scripted, and over 17 and a half years of doing it, I believe that my reading is fairly representative of the way I talk. Except when I talk, I uh and um and ah, uh, and when I read, I don't. I, so it's a it's a tighter product. But I yeah. I have never figured out how to do that with a screencast. And I would this is the piece I want to learn from Darcy, because if I'm doing an intro, for example, it is a hundred percent written. If you hear me do yeah. my introduction talk, and then I do a little animations of some stuff on screen and some words come up, that kind of thing. But as soon as I've got to be demoing, I don't know how to read and demo at the same time. So now let's oh, get to how you yeah. do this part. Uh, Allison, I can't help you there because oh, I no. don't do that either. <laughs> oh. I, I, my workflow is, uh, <laughs> it's a weird, it is a weird one. So what I'll do is I'll write everything out. I'll, I'll have my, my full script good to go. 
And then I'll just do a very low-grade, like, microphone of my iPad audio recording of me reading out the whole thing. Okay. No, um, you're not you're not even looking at the the Mac doing the no, demo. No, no, no. Or I just whatever. I'm literally just using voice recorder. Okay. Like the uh, voice memo, the uh the app and just reading it out. And that well, what helps with doing that is actually reading out what I've written. Oh, that sounds wrong. That sentence doesn't flow. It gives me a bit of a proofread to sort of correct it out okay. and see actually how it sounds, this thing that I've written out that is meant to be spoken. Um, but once that recording is done, I throw the whole thing into ScreenFlow, uh, the the app that we use for uh, for video editing for um, our screencasts. And then I'll break that into the chunks. I'll say like, these are the different sections of the video. If with Scrivener, I'm doing it on the iPad at the moment. So I'll plug in the iPad and I will literally go through those different sections and do the screen capture with the pointer where I'm able to just listen along to my script and flow through the different points. Okay. So I'm going to stop you right there. I'm, I'm with you right up to that point. But how do you know that you've written a script that will run at the pace that gives you the right timing to do the thing on screen? Well, it's because uh, normally when I am scripting it out, I will have the app right there and I'll, I'll be sort of going through those different motions in a way. Just sort of, oh, it's this step, it's that step. It's, it's weirdly not as big as a problem because I've also like in doing this process and doing some other work many years ago thought, oh yeah, like how, how will everything line up? Like surely that's going to be a big issue with like, but yeah. it, it somehow works. <laughs> <laughs> that's the it, best way that I can describe it. So I would it, just have it? to trust that as a, as a thing to try. <laughs> yeah. huh? And I mean that uh, to, to be fair, you know, when I am doing the, uh, the, the master audio at the end, um, oh, we haven't gotten to that part. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, t- in terms of sort of how everything lines up, you know, there because we're not putting our face on screen for these videos, it is just generally the app. There is a bit of leeway. You create a screen frame, like a freeze frame to extend some time out or sure. you cut some bits together. So there is there is a bit more leeway with right. that. Yeah. Well, so you've, you've uh, done your terrible recording on your iPad and then you've <laughs> yes. laid it in as an audio track into ScreenFlow and then you've what you put chapters in or the markers in for the different sections I assume uh, no I'll just I'll literally just break up the audio oh, okay um, so you can I'll, slide a piece I'll, out of the way and make some room yeah, yeah, and, exactly okay uh, because uh yeah if I just did the full 10 minutes or however long it is straight of just going like point to point to point like I I am still wanting to be intentional, especially with the iPad mouse, like making sure that things are not looking jarring, that, you know, everything is sort of flowing together. So that's why I sort of break it up into different chunks so that I can just focus on one piece, one point at a time and make sure that that capture is coming in clean and and looking as good as it can. Okay, so let's say the you were going to open up system preferences to security and privacy and um, the the privacy, or no, we're going to go to, uh, we were joking around about Spotlight. We're going to open up Spotlight and the privacy section and demonstrate how to drag the disk in to get Spotlight to re-index. 
That's what you're going to demonstrate. So your okay. voice over your the the bad voice over that you did to start with the scratch one is laid in yep. as a track. You've just got that little piece. Now you you bring up the app. You set you start recording. Are you you're you're recording? You can't be reading and demonstrating and listening to the. No, you're recording no, the screen while. No, but I don't need to read. That's the best part. Because okay. the audio is telling me what to do. I've already recorded me saying what I will do. Okay, so it's a recording of what you're saying to, you're going to do in audio. Then you do the video listening to that audio. Then you mute that audio track and lay in the good audio track. You, That's you right. Record, yeah. Now you're watching. So you're recording yeah. with nothing to see audio. Then you're recording video while listening to the audio. Then you're muting audio while recording audio and watching the video that you pre-recorded. Yes. And the reason why it is done this way for me, my logic behind it, what, like why, why not perhaps record the full quality audio first? Um, it's because in I, I just try to move a bit quickly in that process. I don't need the full setup. I, I'm really just, it's almost like I would rather lock in exactly what will be said at the very end. Because, you know, when sure. I am, you know, going through the app and actually doing the recording, you know, sometimes maybe something will pop up or maybe I should change a couple of words here. Um, or maybe right, I've right. found so something a, a, a little bit different that, that needs to be changed. So then, you know, once that's captured in at the end, I can just sit down and I've got all my notes for, you know, any changes that need to be made. Um, I can update the script and then just do it a proper, I'm focusing on my voice and making sure that the way I'm talking, you know, is sounding good, like mm -hmm. hydrated enough that it's not <laughs> sounding very dry and, you know, all that kind of stuff. What I like about this is what you've basically done, even though you're doing three separate things, you're doing uh, scratch audio, then video, then real audio, and you're doing them sequentially, you're not having to do two things at once. And I, yeah. I suspect that a lot of the time that I spend doing something over and over and over again, like where I keep messing it up, is because I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to, I'm gonna say, I'm saying what I'm gonna say, and I'm demonstrating what I need to demonstrate at the exact instant that I'm trying to say the thing I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And it sounds and like a lot, lot of extra work, but with the way you do it, but they're compartmentalized. Mm. Yeah, exactly right, exactly That's right. Wild. Just being able to, I think when I was doing my Gemini video, I the very first video that I was doing, I was trying to 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 vocalize at the same time that I was moving through the app and and doing things. And I was just like, hang on, no, like this is not smooth. Mm -hmm. It's just not smooth and it's taking so much more time than oh, if I just broke so it long. down. It yeah. takes me so long. Um, it, it takes me like probably 20 hours to record and edit and and fix a 30 to 40 minute video. Yeah. It's just, it's too much time. And, and writing it. And so much of it is waste 
too, right? It, it, I don't mind spending a lot of time if that time feels like it, it, writing the, a script to me feels like productive time. You know, I'm really getting my yeah. thoughts together. I'm, I'm conveying information. That's value added time. Re-recording the same sentence eight times because I keep flubbing a word because I'm having to remember what it is while I'm moving the mouse. I mean, that is just, it's not That's happiness. just frustrating at that point. Yeah. And but recording the screen is super fun. Recording my voice mm. is super fun. Recording my voice and the screen at the same time is not as much fun. <laughs> so what are you thinking? Uh, maybe make a little modification to your own wow. workflow? I, I, well, I've got one. I'm um, still, I think, uh, three weeks out from one. So, and I haven't figured out what I'm going to do next. But I might just I might just give this a try. That is a... Uh, yeah. That is a really nutty way to do it. I don't know that anybody else does it. But you realize hey, it gets results. <laughs> yeah. Well, you realize what else you have is you have premium content that could be valuable to Screencast Online members. I don't want to put any words in, in anybody's mouth of what could be done with that, but that's information people might like to have. Because I like to watch a video, but then I don't want to have to watch the video again to find that one thing I can't remember how to do. If I could scan a document, that would be valuable oh, yeah. to me as a, as a Screencast Online subscriber. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I wonder if that could be... Extra oh, you content. You're on working a little bit now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think about it. I've talked to JF about it with... Um, I do mind maps for mine. So there's... Mm. It's more like bullet points, but there's mind maps. So that's how I rearrange my story. And I might still start that way in order to write my script, because I find it a real easy way to write is to have a mind map so I can move things around as just while I'm learning a tool, I just go, blah, here's this thing. Here's this thing I know. Here's yeah. this thing I know. And then I have to rearrange them to say, okay, this should come before that. And this one should be an extension of that yeah. concept. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I don't use a mind map, but I'm a bit the same where I will just sort of write out every, every point that's, that I find interesting or, or valuable. Mm -hmm. And then it will sort of be like, oh, okay, that does not flow into this. These two points are not connected. This needs to move around. Maybe drop this because it just doesn't fit into the flow of this at all. Those those um, nodes in my mind map turn gray. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that one's not working. Yeah, that uh, no, sounded no, no, cool. No, no, or no, no. or it's it's something that I can't. There was something in one of the uh, in one of my tiny tips, tiny Mac tips. I couldn't definitively explain why you needed to know this one tip. I use this one tip all the time, but I couldn't, it's, it was kill all doc. And I couldn't, right. I couldn't come up with a good reason why you need that. But when you, you know, when you need that, you know, you need it. But I couldn't yeah. remember like, what was it that keeps happening that I end up having to know to do that? <laughs> you know, so that one turned gray. Yeah. That, that's really interesting. So uh, what kind of, what kind of Mac do you record on? Uh, so I have a, um, uh, one of the new 24-inch IMAX okay. uh, in blue. I was going to say, what color? Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, it is It is such a good machine, these new Apple Silicon machines. they I've found the power is quite quite good on it. Yeah. Um, the display quality for the 24-inch is still a bit lacking. I mean, it, it is still sort of like a low-end desktop computer i think we're all waiting for oled to make its move into Ooh. um into the big screens better start uh, saving but, my pennies know, dare to dream <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah once and then, the cost dramatically decreases yeah right right uh and what mic do you use for that uh the blue a, yeti? yeah blue yeti nano 
Oh, I didn't um, see the nano. Okay. Yeah, specifically, um, which I was reading that if you're not doing uh, audio work, if you're not doing audio recordings, um, you don't really need the the bigger Yeti Nano. If it's just vocal, and especially for things like podcasts or recording, the the Nano. I mean, yeah, it does a very good job for what I needed to do. I think it helps that you have a really cool accent. You could probably be on a on a, a the, the microphone on my watch and sound better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just do some Siri recordings and I can replace Siri for you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That would be fun. Do you have anything you do? Um, oh, work? hang on. Oh, there. You just woke her up, didn't you? <laughs> just activated my own Siri. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else's. I still think it's funny. Um, I think a lot about how I do the flow of information as I'm doing the recordings. One of the things I struggle with is um, I need to work on a clean account on my Mac. I have a separate Screencast Online account. And that way I have the desktop background looks the way Don likes it. I've got my my icons in the menu bar all minimized down to the absolute minimum. It's kind of a funny thing, but to the people listening here, if you're watching a screencast, you will look at the person's icons in the menu bar and go, what's that? And you're going to completely miss the point of the plot because exactly. you can't figure out what that yeah. one is. I think Don did a screencast once where he explained what they all were so people would stop asking him. <laughs> um, but now we just try to keep it down to you know the bare minimum showing. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I have this separate account, but then I like to do work over in my regular account and transferring information back and forth between the two. Like I'll do all my learning of the application in my regular account. So I'm taking notes and I got a mind map. Well, I need to be able to open that mind map in my other account. And I sit there yeah. fighting permissions all the time. I've Oh, Allison, we're so the same. Really? In so many ways. <laughs> and Every t- every time I do it, because I, I yeah, like I'm writing on one side, I'm researching, bookmarking, whatever. I even think I do my audio recordings in my main account because I haven't. Every time I'm like, oh, I'll copy the template over next mm-hmm. time. <laughs> I never do, never ever do. Um, so yeah, I I'm the same. Where I've got that whole uh, separate account that looks right, it looks good. And I actually edit the video over there as well because that's where I'm like actually doing the screen capture too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like shared user folders, Ugh. granting access to Ugh. the de- each other's desktops, so bad. I can just drop it through. And it's almost like uh, it would be nice if you could have uh, within a single user account if you could have like t- set two different appearances. Yeah. 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 Um, which until this very moment, I never knew that I needed. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I did that helped a little bit was I created a um, a separate volume on my drive called Screencast Online. And that's where I put everything that has to do with the screencast that I'm working on. And mm. um, I had it all set up and I had all the permissions were working perfectly. Everything was great. And then the uh, battery started to fail in my brand new uh, M1 MacBook Pro. And oh, so no. it was under warranty and everything. It was great. And they sent it back. Yeah. And of course, they erased it because they couldn't possibly replace a battery without re- replacing, you know, erasing no, SSD. No, of course not. <laughs> no. And, and I expected that. But the one thing I had forgotten to back up was that separate volume. 
And uh, uh, so I had to recreate it. It wasn't a big deal because I, I keep a lot of stuff in Dropbox, which was the is the easiest way to move stuff back and forth between accounts. Um, but I had a couple of things. I I do need certain things to be in that on that volume. And I had all the permissions finally beaten into submission right before it got. I had to do this <laughs> new can pave, and I went back and I was like, oh, I got to figure this out again. And it's I I think I've got it working. You can create a, a yeah. group user. Uh, a user group and put both accounts into that group, and then you can tell it, "I want to. I want the permissions to be for the for this entire thing." I, and recursively, all the way down, I want yeah. it to be this group. And then you add something new, and it goes, "No, what? No, I just gave you permissions. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this." <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping one of the nerds, uh, the upper level nerds, will uh, tell me the way to solve that because <laughs> we'll I want it, it always, always, always give it these permissions. But I'm getting yeah. real good at that change mod thing, ch mod. Because I use um, uh, iCloud, uh, but I sh- I'm able to share the iCloud because I actually I've been trying to migrate all of my screencast stuff over to a separate iCloud account that I have, mm-hmm. so that my videos and photos aren't getting mixed in with yeah. each other. And I mean specifically in in like the photos yeah. app, like oh, yeah. where I'm that's what I've stuff. done. Yeah. Um, but by with that way, because the other user account is signed in with my other Apple ID, I just share a folder between my iCloud accounts that lets me drop in my work from one. And it, yeah, it gets uploaded to the cloud, but then it's accessible okay. on the other side as well. Um, yeah. But so, so I think you- the problem is that I have too many of these little workarounds <laughs> because I've got that and shared folders and all these different things. And it's like, oh, how am I feeling today? How do I feel <laughs> like sharing this data? I have so many options. <laughs> Okay, we are the same. Mine is mine is with <laughs> note taking apps. So I'm just I I'm collecting them all. That's my my goal is yeah. to have my data, my yeah. notes in every single application, and I have to guess which one it is. Um, well, one of the challenges that people might not know about is we can't keep the screencast themselves in a cloud account. Uh, we used to be able to. You could use ScreenFlow and you could save your videos as you were working. You could save them in Dropbox. And then one day, Telestream, the, the makers of ScreenFlow, came out and said, yeah, you probably don't want to do that. Things might go horribly wrong. So oh God. Ha- you haven't been saving them in Dropbox or anywhere, have you? Uh, I've definitely been saving them in iCloud. <laughs> so iCloud might be okay? I don't know, but Dropbox No, because definitely... I have tried to look back on some work and noticed it not opening, so maybe that's why. It might be, Thankfully, yeah. Thankfully, all my present stuff is still working. Um, I did not know that, Alison, so oh. thank you for sharing that information. Maybe, maybe I think that later I disasters. worth of work that may now be null void. <laughs> well, uh, you could move I'll it. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons I created that separate uh, volume, was that's where those videos live. So I, because I was, I couldn't find any place on my Mac that wasn't in a cloud service, right? It was a yeah. Google Drive or it was Dropbox or it was iCloud. So I, I was struggling trying to find a folder and I said, why don't I make a, if I make a separate volume, then that's accessible by both accounts and I won't run into Did they the sort danger. of explain why, why it breaks Corruption, it? general corruption phrase is all they said. Oh, great. Yeah, which great. is the worst thing on earth. And uh, so- Yeah, wh- I feel like I have mixed feelings about Telestream. And oh, it's product. a love-hate. It is a love yeah. Sometimes I'm like, yes. And other times I'm just like, nope, <laughs> no, 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 no. 
no, 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 no. Maybe we should. Um, maybe which we is should how do you a... know that this is not an ad for Telestream. Oh yeah, maybe we should have a a, a party of all the screencast online people that that do the screencast for Don, where we just go around the room talking about the thing that drives us nuts the most about <laughs> about uh, about uh, ScreenFlow. Mine is oh, when yeah. you, when you record a clip and you name it, and then you look in the list and it's not there of the media available yes, to you. But if you search for so it, it's there. Recently. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I did literally <laughs> on my last video. And I was just like, cause I, and I, cause I'd done this thing and I was just like, oh man, is it gone? What has happened? Yeah. It's not here. If I, I'll search for, I, even when I searched for it, I was like, this isn't going to work. And yeah, like, there. there it was. Yeah. It's always so, there. It's a, <sighs> so uh, one other thing, uh, when I'm doing my screencasts, it, like I said, it takes me 20 hours and, and I don't want to lose a minute of work. I mean, if I, lo if I lost a minute of recording, I'm, I lose my mind. So yeah. uh, what I do is it, uh, every time I stop recording for a while, I go to walk the dog because I, I need a break. I save the file and then I save a copy of it into Dropbox. I literally drag mm. it into Dropbox and I give it the, a date stamp and time. So I'll have maybe 10 or 12 or 15 of these by the time I'm done, all sitting in Dropbox. So I know I've got a copy of it somewhere that's being sent to the cloud if my machine blew up. I, I'm not going to lose any of that. And I mentioned that to, um, uh, oh my gosh, oh no, I'm losing her, her name. Um, the Automation Queen, Shortcuts. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm going to tell the story and it'll just come to me. She's written automations for me. Everybody's yelling into their iPhones right now who I'm talking about. Um, she ran, uh, wrote an automation that just simply automatically is copying it. Like every 15 minutes, it's making copies. Oh. But that must mean she's got hundreds of copies yeah. of this by that time, right? So I guess it's not copy and replace. It's just copy, 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 copy. Yeah. Like time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of data. Rosemary Orchard. That's a lot of data. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you got there. You got Finally, there. Finally. Yeah. I, no, I had to look it up. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I get these these brain things where something disappears like that. But uh, yeah, so she automated it so she would never lose anything. Uh, I do recommend doing that because there's been times where all yeah, of a sudden a chunk I of video is just gone. Like it's just not yep. there in your video anymore. There's a big gap. Yeah. I need to take better care because I'm not. I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> well, your, your process <laughs> is so streamlined. It sounds like it takes like 10 minutes to do the whole thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should, because I do have some, um, even some external hard drives here that I could use to just um, to just keep that flow going. And, Jumping on there. and actually yeah. that, um, uh, I did a video recently on Carbon Copy Cleaner that has similar uh, features as well for, for folders. Yeah, um, yeah. Or you could do I a Hazel script. All the apps that I make videos on, I'm like, man, this is amazing. I will use this all the time. <laughs> Never, don't don't tell the screencast viewers, but oh, I don't use them as much as I should. One that I have used recently that has been very helpful is Tripsy, um, which Tripsy? is an app. Yeah, Tripsy. Uh, it it basically uh, so I'm going to Europe for two weeks in two weeks. You book a flight, you receive an email, you forward that email to your Tripsy account, and it creates the holiday for you, like, like the, the start date and the end and date. And so every time you like get something, you just email or share it into the app and it builds out your itinerary on a map for you to see where you're going, what you're mm. doing, um, all this sort of stuff. You can get it on uh like it's on the app store and it's on set app. 
as well. Um, but it's it's so like I love just being able to visually see what my holiday is, like where I'm going, the places that I can go, and, and it's all just on a map. Um, there's also like a list view so that you can go through all the dates and you know you can add transport, you can add museums, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, very that's cool. cool. So it sounds a little bit like TripIt, but more has a visual component to it. Yeah, I think the visuals, like as an actual, as a really nicely built app, the experience is quite good. Oh, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. I do mm. a um, a diagram using something called uh, Diagram. Wait, what is it called now? Diagrams.net. It's confusing because they changed their names, but it, there's a, ah. a local Mac app, but there's also, it's a web app and it allows you to create diagrams and uh, for free. And I create these incredibly elaborate diagrams of our more complex trips. I have one where we went to uh, the UAE and then to India and then to Nepal and back to India and then back to the UAE and out. And I've got every single city we were in with how we're getting from A to B, where the flights are yeah. and, and uh, what hotels we're staying in. So I can – one of the great things about that those maps is I take those to immigration and when they say, where are you staying? I just hold it up at them and they Bam, go. this and, is it. Yeah. Well, they've never been appreciative. They always just go, oh, let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, okay. Got it. I'm like, no, I should have. so easy. I know. Yeah. I should have gotten some applause or something for it. Yeah. But uh, it really helped me when I went to, um, we went to Peru, to Machu Picchu. And we started, we did the Galapagos and Ecuador and down into Machu Picchu. And as I, when I was building out my map, it's like a month or two before we're going to leave. And I look and there's no way that we're getting from this one point to this other point within the same country. Oh my. And it was with a travel agency. And I called them up and I said, how am I getting from here to here? And they said, oh, you have to book that flight. Oh, no. Sweetie, when were you going to tell me that? I mean, I'm okay with that being my responsibility, but no, no, no. But you, you have should... to let me know. <laughs> Without this, I literally think it could have been possible to be standing there going, hmm, hmm. I should have a flight or something here. <laughs> I mean, Cusco yeah, that's or something. Yeah, the last thing that you want. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Well, I do like you confessing that you don't always end up using things. I'm doing a segment on my show I'm calling I'm Still Using It. And I'm asking people to write in and because I review so many things and I know people tell me yeah. about things and, and it's fun to hear about the new shiny, but maybe it's better for us to learn about, no, no, this is so good. I'm still using it. That's the, yeah. that's the stuff what has to know about. stood the test of time. And I think especially with the videos that we do, there are so many different uh, use cases mm. for all the applications that come through. Like Tripsy, for instance, I'm still using it, but I'm not going on holiday every month. Right. By the same token, yeah. you know, Raycast, I was able to replace, Raycast is one that I use quite a lot, especially the window management with Raycast oh. um, is something that I use quite a lot. Um, and, you know, I have replaced Spotlight. I don't use Spotlight on the Mac anymore, which is which has sort of helped with that um, transition. I have a confession um, to my audience. But then like Gemini Photo, the first app that I did, you know, you can check for duplicated photos in the Apple Photos app now, so that's sort of a bit harder to use. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's on. funny you bring up uh, Raycast because I started using Raycast because Spotlight was broken on my Mac and I could not fix it. And hours and hours and hours with Apple and going off to, Yikes. they sent it off to engineering and, you know, months of trying to get this thing fixed. And all of their answers were like shotgun approaches, just saying, hey, delete yeah. these 14 apps. Maybe one of them is doing it. We found it in it's a just log not, file. Yeah. <laughs> but when they wiped my hard drive, the problem went away. So I actually don't use Raycast as much as I thought I would because Spotlight's working now. Right, right, right. I, I use it for creating reminders. It's much easier to create reminders mm. by opening up Raycast. And, also, and the notes. floating notes is something that I use a bit more ah. as well. So uh, I just have a little hotkey to pop it open and just permanent, like small section on my screen for notes that I can just jot things down. And even when I'm doing a, a screencast, if I'm like exploring an app on the Mac, I'll just jot through little notes, little points hmm. on this floating, floating note. I should check that out. I should probably rewatch your screencast. You know, it would be great <laughs> as if I had the script and I could just scan through and remember it though. See? <laughs> oh yeah. You know, maybe that can happen. Yeah. The proprietary script. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Ooh. <laughs> well, so um, you are starting to do this uh, freelancing work more and I'm going to actually plug your work. If somebody does need a uh, screencast done, I would highly recommend him more than me. Uh, to, to do this. Is, oh, wow. That uh, is such praise. Honestly, well, I've seen your screencasts and they're good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm just too lazy. I don't want to do any more work. <laughs> I would highly recommend people contact Darcy if you are interested in having screencasts done for a product that you represent in a, in a company or something like that, or for whatever reason. Okay. So if people did want to contact you to maybe have you do a video for them, or just to tell you how incredibly awesome you are, how, how would they get a hold of you? <laughs> Uh, there's probably a couple of different ways. So my my work email you can use is darcyh at oceanfire.studio. Um, that's a little, little company I use for, for my work. Um, or you could also probably find me on Twitter uh, at sensible underscore OF. Okay. That's- as in the letter O. That's good. Okay, well, great. I really enjoyed this. This was even more fun than I actually expected it to be. And I expected it to be fun, but this was like a therapy session for me. I don't know if anybody else is going <laughs> to like it, but yeah, I think you and I had a lot of fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. All right. Thanks for coming on the show. No worries. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSilla Castaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSilla Castaways. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.